Welcome to High Energy Health, where together we explore the leading edge of wellness and happiness. I'm your host, Dawson Church. By choosing this time together, you're declaring your commitment to a positive mindset, elevated emotions, and a great life. Thanks for joining me for today's episode. listeners and beautiful communities of seekers um, to this week's episode of High Energy Health. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today and for sharing this space with us. I am Miriam Paninsky and I have the honor of guest hosting this great podcast for Dawson, for Dawson Church for the next weeks. And again, thank you so much, Dawson, for this wonderful opportunity. And today I have the special pleasure to speak with the amazing, gifted, powerful, Beautiful Jennifer Partridge. Welcome, Jen. Thank you, Miriam. So nice to connect with you as well. Thanks for having me. Yes, and I'm so I am I am beyond excited. So Jen, tapping expert, EFT or tapping expert, transformational coach, speaker, yogini, author of Dream Awake, creator of this unique style of healing called Dream Awake Tapping. I must say, Jennifer, I'm a I'm a huge fan. <laughs> of yours, oh. your contagious, your contagious, beautiful energy. And the first time I saw you actually was on the trend on this phenomenal transcendence series on Gaia and the episode on emotional healing and overcoming trauma. And this is when I actually also saw Dawson for the, for the first time. And and I said to him the other week, little did I know that he would first of all become my mentor and teacher. And then a little bit later, I would speak in this on this in this context with him. And same for you. I can't believe I'm sitting here with you. And I actually felt a real resonance with your story, your messages, your energy, your gift. So thank you so much for coming into our experience. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's my total honor to connect with you. And thank you for just studying my work as well. Really appreciate it. And just absolutely love Dawson and what he's really bringing to the movement as well. And all the science, it's just such a great compliment. So the fact that you guys are working together is a real gift. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So I just want to, I just want to dive right in with you. And so I want to know when I I read from you, when you speak about your past, you say um, this, this part of your journey often makes people sad, actually, but in truth, it is your greatest gift. And so for those who don't know you yet, would you, would you share some pieces of your journey for a bit and, and, it, and why it is you say this journey and possibly this pain is, has become your greatest gift? Absolutely. Well, I feel that we all have a story. No one gets out of, al- gets out of alive when they're here on planet Earth. And we all have parents and family and situations that occur when we're young and for myself I had a really loving family and I also had some sexual trauma with an uncle in my family as well and um, that trauma was numbed out for a very long time probably until I was about 18 17 or 18 years old when I started having like some pretty intense PTSD symptoms from the trauma and 
it was a very scary time when the trauma was coming to the surface because I didn't have the tools earlier on to deal with it. So I went into escapism and that took me even worse. I went into drugs and alcohol. And then as a result, then I had the PTSD, I had the trauma, and then I had all of the stuff that I was trying to numb and avoid it with. So I was in a pretty messed up place. And um I kind of hit rock bottom like many people do and then I discovered different healing modalities through that process and then when I stumbled upon tapping it was really the number one thing that allowed me to get underneath all the numbing mechanisms all the PTSD and actually understand what took place earlier on in my life so that I could actually heal it and it was such a powerful healing for me and it happened and it has happened and continues to happen over many years. But there was a significant point where I was able to release so much PTSD that I felt myself reset completely, like the alignment of my hips and everything. And because there was a lot of protection that was happening in my hips as well from the abuse, you know, trying to protect yourself as a little child that can't really move its body, but wants to move. And a lot of the time when trauma isn't released, it stores itself in the physical body as well, which is why we also get physical ailments. Um, So when I started tapping on that, and I was able to clear it through some pretty deep sessions, my life significantly changed and I just realized that this method was going to be my pay it forward. I was like, it done so so much for me that I knew that I had to share it with the world. And that's why it's the greatest gift because my pain became my greatest gift to then be able to transform it and then share it with others and show others what's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's beautiful. And actually I want to go back to what you said about your body and and the hips and and all of this um which is i think so powerful because i think this is such a beautiful and central aspect about you and your work that you have actually embraced and integrated the love for your body and its expression and actually your femininity really as part of your soul journey but also as part of the gift that you share i mean you, you started saying a little bit about this but how has this relationship to your body transformed over the years how has the how has the communication with your body changed and how do you refer to kind of the the traumatized parts or the old parts or the story parts today as of back then well I think because of the sexual abuse you know you either swing one way or the other like the pendulum and so in my years of escapism in my early 20s I got into modeling actually and this was before Instagram was around or anything so I was already in that world much earlier on and like caring about what my body looked like like just overworking out dieting bulimia throwing out when I went to the toilet like I had a lot of that stuff going on put into the modeling industry but it was really it was just like it it continued the escapism and then the desire for validation of my body as well so that was like a couple of two or three pretty intense years of being in that and not having a healthy relationship to it all, like always wondering, like, how can I make it look better? And having like a more vision of my body as well, always thinking that I had fat on my body when I didn't, you know, like when you have that filter, you're constantly judging yourself that things don't actually, aren't actually accurate anyway. Um, So that was an interesting healing to, to start working on. That was a big piece. And where it really took me was just, I also went to the bottom in terms of my health. Like my body was just really unhealthy. I had like 
like pimples all over my back. It was just like because of all the toxins coming out. It was just like my body was not in a good place either. So um, in that healing phase, in that earlier healing phase, I just someone introduced me to diet, to, to healthy, not diet so much, lifestyle, and I became a vegan and cleansing and and taking care of my body, exercising. I shifted like the group of friends that I was hanging out with because, you know, the people you spend time with, whatever their thought forms are, you start like mimicking their thought forms and they become your thought forms. So you want to you be careful around what you yourself with. So I kind of, I pulled myself away from that. It was just a lot of big shifts happening in my life around that time. And that was one of them. And then I got into just really exercising, healthy eating, juicing, and I started to get addicted to actually feeling better in my body, healthier in my body versus escaping my body. Time I was able to heal my relationship with it. And that that has been a journey as well to just really enjoying being healthy. And that's like the main priority for me. It's not about how my body actually looks. It's about how my body feels. And I, I heard someone say once that um, nothing tastes as good as feeling good feels. <laughs> Yeah, so the addiction to food and things like that is, you know, it's a it's a moment of pleasure because you're trying to escape some kind of emotion or some kind of feeling. But then there's an there's a backlash at its peak can cause bulimia or any types of imbalances or just a distortion of like how you feel about your body because you just like you pendulumed it again. So like coming back and just honoring my body and loving my body, I just really started enjoying feeling healthy. The more healthier I felt, the more I wanted it, the more I enjoyed it. And it just like more energy, more brightness, more alertness, more clarity in my mind, just more strength as well. And so the moment you actually start to feel good is when you're like, oh, everyone's going out to party tonight or everyone's going out to have alcohol. And you're like, I don't, I'm not interested in that anymore because it feels so good to be healthy. And that was many years ago that all of that shifted and it continues to refine itself. You know, my health and my love for my body continues to elevate and self-care is such an important thing because it overflows into everything that we do. Yeah, it's so interesting. When I first when I first saw you, um, and I had already been on my healing journey for a long time, um, clearing my own PTSD and also for me the somatic techniques and EFT, EMDR, um, all these oh, really crucial for me. But the really kind of the the relationship to my body was what came came late like came as a late understanding kind of I thought I was already speaking to myself kindly when the way I was addressing yourself sabotaging yourself you're doing this you're doing that to kind of sabotage was also kind of diminishing self-talk when I saw you first there was still like this part of me I felt this real resonance but there was almost like a, a reactive part um, of mine that was like saying almost like this part of mine that was saying oh it's too much it's too too much it's too much you know too big too much expression mm-hmm. When I actually, and in that sense, you were such, you also came as such a gift in, in at that moment, because I realized actually there was like a much larger part of me that also felt like singing and dancing and expressing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, like, actually, and it was, it was so beautiful. And I, I just shared it with my, with my husband who said it's so interesting because I'm like, you know, I come from like an academic thinking background, also from performing arts and music initially, but still very kind of very head heavy kind of and and my husband was like it's so interesting because there's so much that 
in her that isn't like you, but then you all of a sudden see the resonance and it kind of shifted for me in that sense that it was like, wow, okay, I can allow myself to, but there was almost this reactive part of me that was like saying, I, that's a never have seen Jennifer yet, please check out her, her, inst like the way she expresses is just so beautiful. So <laughs> just, just watch her, watch her. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. It's really beautiful. I just have nothing but love for that share. So honest. And I have to say, you know, if anyone, you know, whenever that comes up, really it's just our inner child that's a, that is wounded. Because when we think about all of our inner child, our inner child is like so expressed, wants to have a lot of fun, wants to connect with others, wants to play, doesn't take life so seriously. Somewhere along the line, the inner child is told, you're not allowed to behave like this. You have to like put it in a box. You have to think this way. You're not allowed to step out of line, like all of that. And then our world gets smaller and smaller. And then we're also afraid to step out of the box as well, because it's like, well, last time when I was that little kid and I stepped out of the box, I got in trouble. So then we're like, we're afraid to do that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that is the power of 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 EFT I feel that you can really that you can really move through exactly these depths of pain and fear and the true free the true freeing quality of it and so what I'm wondering about this year and I, I'm I'm wondering about your thoughts here and I, I get asked this question also quite often so I hear what was it gonna yeah so some might think um going into into pain going into the fear is the opposite of spiritual connection or transcendence and may counter and actually block manifestation so manifesting the good as you're putting your attention on the so-called quote-unquote negative i wonder what is your response to this because i I'm, I'm sure you get this response you get this question so many times <laughs> yeah and actually i really think this is a foundational question that needs to be answered for anyone on the spiritual path because so many of us have been trained to just focus on the positive and you'll manifest that law of attraction and it's that aspect of our spiritual practice is super important and what I have seen with clients of mine who are very much into law of attraction positivity um Sometimes it can take a lot of energy to hold all of that positivity if you have a lot of trauma underneath because you're constantly trying to override the trauma with all the positivity and the trauma's still there, but you're like, and, it's, and I see, I've seen clients get exhausted, they feel tired because they're constantly trying to push the positive. But when you can actually uh, clear out the trauma that's underneath, which is like the darkness and the pain and all of that, when that can actually get held in love, when it can be soothed in love, then the trauma can actually let go. And we realize that the bad things, the dark things, there's nothing to be afraid of. It's like it's part of who we are. And so much of the time, because when we were a child or when the trauma happened, we didn't have the tools to heal it or transform it. So we decided that we would put a numbing level on top of it. So we wouldn't always be aware that it was in the field, but it's still there. And then we layer stuff on top, like positivity and stuff. Mm -hmm. But what we actually need to do, we want to feel relaxed in our life so that positivity comes naturally so we're not forcing it, is we need to have full space through our whole being, through our subconscious, our unconscious, and through our conscious mind needs to be open. But if you've got a lot of stuff stored in the subconscious that isn't getting processed, 
mm-hmm. when you're doing your affirmations and your conscious mind is just going up against it all the time yeah. and that takes work and so what I see happen is when you actually do the clearing work and bring the love to the unconscious to the pain you create more space so then as high as you can go is as deep as you can go you mm-hmm. can't really go that high unless you've gone that deep because you try to get high but it'll keep pulling you back because there is a low frequency in your field, even when you are focusing on the positive. Clear out that density. You'll go high and you can go deep. And when you can go deep, doesn't mean you go low. It means you can sit with pain more. You can sit with other people's pain. You can hold presence for other people's pain. Because if you don't clear that out of your system, when you see someone else's pain, it's going to trigger you or it's going to make you want to run because it reminds you of your own unprocessed pain. And then if you don't know it's there, you're going to blame them for the pain in my own body, which actually is still there. But I've been so focused on the positive that I have been avoiding to even remember or notice that there's something inside me that's actually still calling for my love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in that sense, it, it really is actually... It is actually a really deep form of surrendering and and letting go, as in as in easing into it. As it in, really is, and 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 to tell you the truth, especially when we have PTSD and there's a lot of trauma, it can be really scary going there without the correct support as well. So it's like it's it's understandable that we've numbed it out a lot of the time because we didn't have the tools or we didn't have the support. But when you can find the right support system to hold you through it then you can feel safe enough to slowly open some of it up, check it out a little bit, open it up, and you get to play with that versus just like opening it up, knowing what to do with it. So having the right support system, working with a method like tapping is really supportive because it really does work with the trauma. So And it can help clear it very quickly. And I know that you know that all about the science, everything that Dawson has done to uh, research the healing of trauma and PTSD. So uh, having a tool like that and having the right guide to help you clear out that stuff will actually allow you to gain more positivity and to be able to stabilize in it. Yeah, and at first it, 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 it can really be, be, I remember when I was first introduced to EFT a long, like more than 15 years ago when I did EMDR and that same therapist at that time told me about, like introduced me to EFT, but at that time it was terrifying to do this by myself it was like you want me to go into into that kind of into the abuse by myself to release that (laughs) was like seemed like seemed really like the impossible um but it is it is a very it is a very gentle approach after all and you can really kind of take it in steps and little steps at at a time how did she help you move into tapping? Was she doing it with you or she would send exercises or? She would first um, do it with me. She gave a book. And then later on, I, I moved um, to the US and I was looking for a tool to work with women with perinatal trauma around my research. And I felt like I really needed a tool. And I had worked with somatic techniques and I've been like, I've been meditating all my life, but I thought I needed something more graspable that I could offer right away and that was like also self-empower a self-empowering tool for these people and all of a sudden this book showed up in my 
bookshelf in America. I didn't even know I moved it all the way from from Europe, and then it showed up, and then and then like many many hints showed up, you included in this series. I was like, okay, it can't go. There's the there's the signs. Thank you so much, Jennifer. We will be right back. Um, we will go into a quick commercial break, and I'm excited to to continue this wonderful conversation. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to this high energy health episode with the beautiful Jennifer Partridge. I'm so excited to talk to her today. And, and I just want to pick up on this last bit of conversation and ask um, Jennifer. So Jennifer, Jen has, uh, has created her special, unique style of healing called Dream Awake Tapping. Would you say a little bit more about that for everyone who doesn't know you? Absolutely. Well, I think most of us as healers come into the practice of tapping and we have other things on our tool belt. We may have studied different types of energy healing, energy psychology, different types of methods, meditation, breath work. So when I started with the method, I'd already well been on my spiritual path. I was a yoga teacher, had studied NLP and done Tony Robbins and lots of different things. And when I discovered tapping, it really was the single method that shifted me completely. And I also realized that I had some other tools that were also working for me. So I didn't want to disregard a bunch of the tools. So I decided to create my own style uh, and blend in them into the method. So I bring in somatic movement. I bring in live music into my live workshops. Um, I also bring in NLP, breath work and, and visioning exercises as well. So I blend that into my overall method. The basis or the foundation is tapping. And then I add these extra pieces in to either help people integrate the work or to help them get set into really feeling more deeply. And so I can pull upon these different techniques. And then I created a whole structure around it. Um, and now I do a certification around dream awake tapping, which includes not only tapping, but these additional methods mixed into it. Mm. You're just you're just within your certification program with this cohort or are you starting soon? What is the what is the timeline there? So for everyone out there who's interested. Yes, we're in the middle of one right now and everyone is going so awesome. We're on uh, I think we're on the third month of a six month program. So the next one starts in June. There, it's a six-month training where we meet twice a week and there's uh, video content and live sessions and practice sessions and lots of beautiful guidance that we take people through as well as building your own business as a practitioner as well. And we really like to reach out to uh, people that want to be a tapping coach or want to be a coach of some sorts and people that are already coaching or mentoring or having other practices that want to bring that in as tapping as a benefit to what they're already doing. So yeah, the next one starts in June. Yeah, wonderful. So put it in your your calendar people if you're interested in 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 Jennifer Partridge's tapping work and her certification program. It's definitely going to be a wonderful experience wherever you are in your journey. So yeah. Yeah, it's what you mentioned Tony Robbins so I read that uh, that people compare or people say you're kind of the spitting image of tapping and tony robbins <laughs> which is funny because because tony robbins does i mean it's a very, it's also very energetic it's a very different kind of energy as we know it is. 
yes, it is. I think he influenced me a lot when I went to his programs, his level of energy and the way that he really powers people up, I really found to work for me. And so that that really rubbed off on my practice as well, especially at my live in-person events. There's a lot of high energy that we bring into the field. Obviously, there's deep emotional work, but we want to bring people into a high, happy state as well so that all of the happy hormones, all the positive chemicals that our brain produces when we're dancing, when we're laughing, when we're hugging, all of that, all of that positive stuff gets to flood through the pathways that we just opened up. So not only are we doing like the sad work, the angry work, the messy work, we're then flooding it with positivity and flooding it with love and flooding it with joy so that the shifting in the pathways can happen much easier and then they can re-glue together in a high frequency. So that's some of the work that came from Tony Robbins and NLP and I definitely bring that into my work as well. We also do a method called laughter tapping in some of my classes where we tap and we laugh for no reason for like two to five minutes and there's something that happens, like if you know laughter yoga, the, the same happy chem- chemicals that happen flood your system. So at the end of a tapping session, occasionally we'll do like a laughter tapping and we'll flood ourselves and the whole group is just laughing together. And it's a really beautiful way to connect, also reset your system. So you take that into the mix. <laughs> I want to hear your thoughts about, so a lot of people think that kind of, um, EFT starts and ends as a great technique or a great tool for um, for stress relief. But as we, I mean, as we also already just talked about it, I think in our both both of our perception, it's just it can be so much more. And of course, you combine a lot of other other techniques. Um, in what way has EFT? And we talked about the quality of surrender that you kind of learn by kind of feeling the safety of going and moving through the pain and finding finding the beauty and the acceptance in your in your darkness as well in a way but if you want to say more about what the the role of spirituality in your life and how that connects with 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 your tapping with dream awake tapping and yeah oh my god I could talk for hours on that we feel like my connection to spirit and I feel like everyone's connection to their own spirit is the most important thing and I think the more we tap the more we realize that that it is our spirit that's guiding our life. And when we're born, we get told all these rules. We get told what our personality is meant to be, who we should be in the world, how we should act, uh, what we should stay away of, away from, how we should look, all of these rules, what religions we should have. All this conditioning happens the moment we're born. And it, we're not necessarily, unless we have an enlightened family that we're born into, we're not always taught how to connect to our own spiritual guidance, how to connect to our own truth. So we're raised from a very young age to want the p- opinions of others and follow the opinions of others who seem senior than us. And so mm-hmm. we put give a lot of power and put a lot of people on pedestals when what we should really be doing is like dropping everyone else's beliefs and just going inside and finding what the truth is inside and letting that guide us. Um, but so much of the time we don't have that tool yet. Of course, there are tools like meditation and different spiritual practices that will get you in alignment with that, which is amazing. And the way tapping works with that is it just helps you un- unwind all the programming. So as you unwind all the programming, more and more you start to feel your spirit. You start to feel like who you really are and what you really want and what's really guiding your life and what your true purpose is. 
and all of these ideas that we had about ourselves, about even like who we should be in the world and what we should achieve in the world and what kind of success we should have and where we should be at this age and how big our house should be, how big our bank account should be, all of this stuff. And the more we just peel away and let go of all of those things through tapping, we start to just feel that space inside of us that's guiding us, that's always guiding us even when we don't know it, and that is our spirit. And it might be guiding us to a life that we don't even know exists yet, that we don't even, wouldn't even think of, or maybe we wouldn't even think we want because of our conditioning. But the more we peel it away, we start to see that the intention of the spirit has the best, most epic life mapped out for us ever. The things that aren't working in our life, sometimes we try to grip onto them, like relationships and things like that, because it's all we know. But when we can actually just let go of all of that holding, we start to get into this really deep trust with spirits. And spirit becomes our ally. And then the universe becomes our lover because everything in the universe is here to love us. And then comes a grand adventure with us and our spirit in this amazing playground called, called this planet we're in. And it becomes a more, much more enjoyable life, one that's actually truly guided by, by our North Star, by who we really are. Yes. Yes. Becoming your own guru. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We don't need anything else. If you have a tool that can help you get there, that's all you need. Yeah, Dawson and I talked about this the other week where we also, it was similar to what you just said in a, in a sense of like also what you called the unwinding, um, the, the EFT or the tapping as a, as a dimmer switch um, in, in that sense also. What do Some, you mean by dimming? Well, because we cannot, sometimes we just can't go into meditation right away um, yeah. if there's too much blockages and, and to force those out would be again kind of like a bit like what we would probably call spiritual bypassing and we will be we will be right back with jen partridge please please tune right back in and we will be back in just a couple of minutes thank you so much Hello and welcome back to High Energy Health. I'm Miriam Paninsky and I'm interviewing the amazing Jennifer Partridge today and picking up on what we just talked about, the inner guidance system, the inner, the inner guru. Have you, have you before, so within your healing journey or when you, when you were like still kind of seeking, traumatized, in pain, disconnected, have you looked for, for any kind of external spiritual guidance systems before finding tapping definitely and I've definitely been down a lot, a lot of incorrect roads as well so <laughs> I've studied so many different kinds of methods obviously uh, there was a point in my journey where I was somewhat a part of what I would call kind of a cult energy with like a leader and so I had a bit of that experience in my life where I really gave my power away to someone um, as a result that person who was kind of a, the head of that organization it was a very disempowering space because I gave all of my beliefs to whatever they believed about me and and it wasn't the healthiest the person I'd put on the pedestal wasn't in the healthiest place themselves someone on a pedestal because 
you're basically holding them as God, right? Like anything that they say, I believe, I go with. And that's what I did in that situation. And uh, my self-confidence, my self-worth, my inner love, self-love, uh, who I believe myself to be just like windled and windled and windled to the point where I had really like lost myself. Um, luckily, I was only, I lived with that group of people um, probably for about four months um, mm-hmm. and then realized, oh, this is feeling like a cult. And then I kind of looked up all the, the things around what a cult is and was like, oh, wow, this, this could be one of those things. And then one of the things in like a cult, you realize that it's hard to leave because the moment you tell the group that you're leaving, everyone says things like, oh, you're not doing your inner work and you've got issues. That's why you're leaving. And there's a lot of like reverse psychology. So I kind of learned that lesson in a hard way, which was not to put anyone on a pedestal and uh, to really do my own inner work and to find my own tools. And um, I've had many teachers along the way, but ever since that particular time, I never put anyone on a pedestal as knowing more than me I would receive information and guidance and techniques and methods uh, but that was just such a powerful lesson which is why whenever I'm sharing with any anyone in my groups that I really try to instill the best that they are their own teacher and that this is a method that I'm sharing yet the power is really coming from them what you just I actually grew up in in what was called a type of meditation community but what really had like quite cultish institutionalized settings and was actually also very traumatized in a like mentally abusive kind of um, setting for many for many many years and it took me a long time to rediscover my own spirituality as kind of this was all kind of meshed up within the messaging that I had received for so many years it's really interesting to hear that actually Dawson asked me the other other week, and I would like to ask you too, is to kind of why do you think that that these settings, these culture settings tend to have these abusive tendencies? Uh, I think there's one aspect, which is every a lot of the time the people that end up in cult, and this is my, my experience with it, and from what I noticed in my setting was everyone's looking for love. Everyone's mm-hmm. looking to have a sense of family and so in any dynamic, whether it's a cult or it's a workplace environment, uh, family dynamics get pulled out. And then if there's someone that's leading or that is like positioned as the authority figure in that group, it can create a lot of power dynamics in the field. And then you add the spiritual component to it because now it's a holy thing. It's not just a family dynamic. Now it's a holy thing. And now there's like, wisdom to be learned and um, and that can really and for someone that's coming into the group looking for love looking for family looking for acceptance you can often give your power away to that whole field and then before you know it you've lost yourself and so I feel it's the I think the reason why there's so much trauma in those fields is just because people are trying to figure out their family patterns and they're looking for love and oftentimes it's it's the place that gives them the most comfort, but then it ends up taking them down. Very well, very well said. I love that. I love that explanation. It's like, yeah, it's like the replacement of the internal family system, so to say. And it's a family they never had, right? A lot of the time they had abusive families or just like parents that neglected them. And now for the first time, when they enter, they feel welcome, they feel loved, they feel received, their heart is expanded, they feel like recognize you know so it's like 
you enter in a beautiful love affair and then it can spiral out once you're in the system. Like because when, when you look out of any any larger organization even on the outside, it always looks beautiful and rosy. But the, the deeper you go into anything, you start to see the inner dynamics of things and what's really going on. Right. So, so fascinating. So fascinating. It's, yeah, you really, you really have me um, think about this and reflect about this, this again in so many, so many ways. And actually it's, it's, it's kind of like, it's also a form of escap escapism in some way then, then as well. And there's actually something you say, you actually said that in the Transcendent series, um, you say any escapism is seeking to find love, which you just kind of also referred back to. Do you want to say a little bit more about that, kind of the parts of us seek, that seek love? Well, I think love is our true nature. And when we're in our early formative years and we, didn't, we weren't reminded of that, then we're searching for it. We're searching to remember ourselves and we're seeking to find it anywhere. And then when we have a lot of neglect, then we start to believe that that's what we're worthy of or that's what how we're meant to be treated. Yet there's still like a yearning inside of us to experience our true nature. Mm -hmm. But because we never had the earlier parental figures that showed us that, we don't mm -hmm. always know where to find it. But I think we will always look for it because it's who we truly are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. I'm I'm uh I'm almost thoughtless <laughs> thinking of, <laughs> of my next um question for you. Wonderful. Yeah, so in this next, in this last um in this last sequence that we'll have with Jennifer Partridge, Jen will lead us through a sh a quick, a quick tapping together, which I'm really excited about. Um you're in you're in for a treat, everyone. If I don't get to say this at the end, please, please check out Jennifer on jenniferpartridge.com. Follow her on social media. Join her mailing list. John, Jen offers so much amazing free content. You, you won't believe it. Her paid programs are worth every, every cent. Go tap with her. Check out her Dream Awake TV, her life, her actually her life tapping events. I think the next one is coming up February 9th. Yeah, so check her out for more resources on EFT. You can also check out EFT Universe and the clinical certification program there. Yeah, we're all happy to embrace you into the into this wonderful tapping community. <laughs> Come and join us. Come and join us. Hello and welcome back to this last slot with, uh, of the High Energy Health Podcast with the amazing, brilliant Jennifer Partridge. Jen will actually give us pleasure and guide us through a tapping script. So I'm just going to through a live tapping event with her, a five-minute tapping event. So I'm just going to hand it over to her. Uh, yeah. So, so today we're going to do a simple tap to just raise your vibration, to bring in more power, more light, more connection to your spirit, more connection to the universe. A lot of the time when we get bogged down by something, we might lose that connection, but it's that connection that will actually guide us home, that will give us the clarity we need for the steps forward. So what we're going to do right now, we're just going to massage underneath the collarbone. 
And I want you to tune into any part of you that feels disconnected from your power right now because your true power is that source. So perhaps it feels heavy, perhaps there's some doubt in your field, perhaps you just feel exhausted or overwhelmed or something's going on that's making you feel disconnected. So tune into that right now and then you can repeat after me. You can say it out loud and then I'm going to guide you through the points. All right. Even though I feel disconnected from my spirit right now, you can go ahead and say that. Beautiful. Tapping the center of the chest. I love and accept myself. Tapping between the brows, even though my energy feels low. Tapping the temples, I love and deeply accept myself. Tapping the cheeks, even though I've been struggling with, and tell me what you've been struggling with, just say it out loud. I'm still a good human being and I'm still worthy of love. And just feel into any pressure that you've been having around this. Tune into how much you've been carrying around this. Feel the intensity of it in your body. And then take a long, deep breath in and release a big sigh. <sighs> Beautiful. Tapping underneath the nose. I love and deeply accept myself. Tapping underneath the lips exactly as I am. Tapping the center of the chest. And it's possible I can clear this. Tapping the front of the ribs. It's possible it's easier than I think. Tapping the side of the ribs. I really want to get my power back. Tapping the top of the head. I really want to get my power back. And just feel into any struggle right now that you've been having, connecting to your own power, connecting to your own sovereignty, your own truth, your own connection to source. Feel into any struggle you've been having around that, anyone that's been trying to pull you away from it or push you or just feel your struggle around connecting to your own power right now. And then take a long, deep breath in, release a big sigh. Ah, beautiful. Tapping between the brows. I can clear this out. Tapping the temples. It's possible my spirit knows the way. Tapping the cheeks. It's possible this is easier than I think. Tapping underneath the nose. It's possible this could even be fun. Tapping underneath the lips. I am ready for this to be fun. Tapping the center of the chest. I'm ready to feel at ease in my body, mind, and spirit. Tapping the front of the ribs. I'm ready to be at ease in my body, mind, and spirit. Tapping the side of the ribs. I'm ready for this to be easy. And tune into any final grasping, any holding that's happening. Like, this is not easy. Why me? Tune into any of that right now and just hold it in some compassion. Hold it in some love. Hold it in some empathy right there in that place. Take a big, deep breath in and release a big sigh. Ah, having the top of the head. I've got this. I am ready to. What do you really want to do? What do you really want to create? How do you really want to feel in your life? What do you really want? I want to hear it. You just describe out loud. Go on a little rant about how you really want it to be and how you want to experience it. I really want, tell me what that is, having between the brows, I secretly want, what do you secretly want in your life? Having the temples, I really want, what do you want? Ooh, I really want, tell me what you really want again. Having the cheeks. I really want, say it out loud, voice it to the universe right now. 
stabbing underneath the nose. Let the whole universe hear your call right now. I really want, tell me what it is. I know you know what it is. Take a big, deep breath in and release a big sigh. Ha! Beautiful. And I want you to tell me if you allowed that into your life, what would the top three positive emotions be that you would get to feel? It would make me feel if you allowed that into your life right now, what would you get to feel? Beautiful. Tapping the center of the chest. It would make me feel, tell me what that is. It would make me feel. Yes, yes, yes. And I am ready to feel that. I'm connecting to my spirit. And I've got this. Take a big, deep breath in and stick your tongue out. Release a big sigh. Growl at me with that tongue. Ah. And again, inhale, stick your tongue out. Ah. And then once more, final time, inhale, fill up your whole field with light, big, deep breath. Ah. Now tap all over your body and just tell yourself 10 affirmations right now about what you're worthy of and what you're creating in your life and what is possible for you. You radiant, divine sparkle of goodness. What is possible for you? Ten affirmations. Beautiful. Keep going. Nice. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Beautiful. Take a big, deep breath in. Hold the breath for a moment. Hold the breath. Feel your spirit aligned through the center of your spine. Feel the light pouring in through your crown. Feel all the goodness guiding your life from all of the cosmos right now into your field. Exhale slowly. of bliss for the end of the the end of this wonderful interview thank you so much jennifer thank you miriam thank you for inviting this out of me yeah thank you so i can only repeat um please check out uh, jennifer's resources her social media all her amazing content jenniferpartridge.com for more tapping more eft stuff there's of course eft universe as well and there's dawson's bliss brain so there's lots of resources for you lots of free resources to get started on this journey if you haven't already and uh, with this we close say i say thank you thank you thank you jennifer Thank you, sister. Such an honor. I tell Dawson I'm grateful as well. Beautiful to be a part of the EFT universe. Thank you so much.